Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. I'm not sure I believe you, but either way, I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. So, uh, as you can probably imagine, uh, this is going to be the first of perhaps many quarantine pods. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're hanging out in in various locations. I, I happen to be in Charlottesville, bunkered in with Emily and Harriet, the podcast dog, who I, I imagine is probably going to make an appearance at some point. Uh, yeah. But you know, been spending the last several days just kind of sitting on the couch and watching TV and reading articles on the internet uh, because that's what we do now. That's what we all do. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, in our pod last week, uh, we were right. Uh, we're <laughs> dealing with quite. <laughs> you know, I someone texted me a listener uh, texted me earlier, say listening to it now, and said, "Oh wow, you you really were." pretty prescient about that and i said yes yeah, sometimes being wrong sucks sometimes being right sucks uh and that yeah. was a classic example of that well more um, importantly and- we'll never have to know whether or not i was right uh, we'll, we'll basically never have to know whether or not i was right about uh whether or not watching games uh with no fans would be exciting although we have gotten to see uh now uh, multiple instances of WWE wrestling with no crowd. And I, I've got to say, uh, as a few think pieces around the web have noted, it's basically the most interesting performance art that's ever been conducted. Uh, is, is that happening? You know, they're still like doing, they're still like playing the entrance music and everything, but they're doing it in Orlando at like the WWE training facility with nobody there they're doing wrestlemania uh under those conditions in three weeks and it's going to be completely batshit insane and i cannot wait to watch it yeah how can i watch that (laughs) well uh i was going to assemble uh a group of people uh before the whole world caught on fire well if it's fewer Um, than 10 people it's fine (laughs) right that's uh, the magic number. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yes, because um, you can't spread a disease between three people. or among, <laughs> I guess it's among three people. Only sexually transmitted diseases. Yo, stop. Uh, nope, it, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think one thing is, is recording on, you know, as, as usually happens, uh, recording a Tuesday, uh, we're recording, or we're putting this out on Wednesday, um, but Max, it's not just any normal Tuesday. What is today's date? Today is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. Interesting. And, uh, where do you, you live somewhere different than Sean and I, where do you live? I live in Boston. Yeah. And, um, I think there are two particular things about this day that, that makes today particularly difficult in Boston. Yeah. Uh, not the one Sean is indicating, but but one is what is not open today. Uh, bars. bars 
Okay, and what is all the bars? T- and the St. Patrick's Day parade was canceled. <laughs> yes. So today is rather Southie, difficult. Southie might be on fire. I don't know. <laughs> today is rather difficult in Boston because people can't go out and uh, cajole one another and drink, maybe for happy, maybe for sad reasons. Um, but I think there is a solution to this that I happened upon yesterday, which is something that we more or less do every week, but others have reached out to me about doing it, which is the virtual happy hour. Oh, I thought you were going to say move to San Diego. No, because I think they still have to stay inside. Um, I, I was invited yesterday to this virtual happy hour and i should give context which is it's essentially just people call you on facetime or maybe it's skype or or whatever service you have and then you just chat and maybe drink a beverage from the comforts of your own home and everybody else's home so to clarify it's what we do every week without a microphone (laughs) yes Yes. and there's just no podcast that comes out of it you don't we don't we're having we're having virtual happy hours. We've been having them for four years. And then we've been deluded enough to think that other people might want to listen to the trans, essentially listen to the transcript of our virtual happy hours. Now, now Good let's God, not, we're let's, narcissistic. Now, now, now let's not, let's not ruin this for everyone else. We have this slightest bit of structure as opposed to this virtual happy hour. I quote unquote went to yesterday. Um, is just like any happy hour you'd have, which is people show up. They don't necessarily show up at the same time. Uh, you start discussing things. Uh, you don't have to pay for drinks, at least in that moment. Um, but you are just doing what you do in those instances, but you're you're missing out on the physical contact in this shared physical location. And I'm here to tell you that I think that this is the first great idea out of this this uh, seclusion that we're all experiencing. Interesting. Um, that's uh, that is a take. It, it's something that I, I I don't know. I've more been leaning into. Oh, we're all quarantined from each other. This means I don't have to have any human contact for the next, you know, six weeks to six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one way. I think that that's slightly pessimistic, though. For some, I think that not having human contact can be really nice and people that are, are introverts. Um, but I, I think at base, we are social animals. Um, maybe you don't have to do the happy hour every day, but I, I've, I've certainly started to feel it, Max, and it's only been a couple days, but there's... You need a. I need a little bit of of like social interaction on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. Um, I mean, ask me in a few more days how I'm feeling. But um, yeah. I mean, I should be clear too. I'm absolutely being facetious about wanting to you know lean in and truly avoid all human contact. Like I I've <sighs> I you know I specifically came down to Charlottesville mm-hmm. so that I wasn't holed up in my apartment in Maryland alone, uh, you know, between Emily and my brother being here, you know, I, I have, have some and people Harriet. around, which is nice. And Harriet, of course, I mean, the, given obviously. Um, but I've also taken great solace in, 
you know, in the group text, um, mm. you know, that's the kind of thing that you set up when you join a, a grad school cohort. One of the first things that happens is got to start the, got to start the group me or got to start the WhatsApp chat or, or whatever. And so between grad school groups and some just, you know, some group texts that maybe had been a little more dormant recently, it's, it's been really nice uh, that those have revved back up. And so like, I, I haven't necessarily felt the need yet for like doing a group text, but being able to see people while we do it. Yeah. And, and I think that the thing about a group text uh, and, and reminds me here is we have these group texts as, as stand-ins a lot of times for, for the people that might not live close to us. I know some of my group texts, I mean, ours are people that live in three disparate locations. And we kind of know in the back of our heads that, you know, we'll see each other. There will be an occasion or whatever. But, I mean, Max and I just had to cancel a trip we were going to make next week. So I won't see Max for, an you know, undetermined period of time. And the group texts help that. And I think additionally with this virtual happy hour with the addition of voice and the addition of seeing people's faces, which we've talked before, I've, I haven't really FaceTimed much or not with a lot of people, much is kind of different, but uh, haven't FaceTimed with a number of different people before. But I think it takes the place of we've done such a beautiful job of replacing social interaction, certain ones with technology. But this very human one, I don't know when I'm going to see these people again. So having this time to hear their voices and see their faces that I take for granted a lot of the time, that's one thing that I think is great about this and, and will maybe keep some sanity is too strong a word, but, but, uh, I don't think it's too strong a word at all. Um, okay. I mean, you know, you're probably right. (laughs) Stir crazy is a a term for a reason. Um, but so I guess one of the things that I'm curious about is like, who is the group that you had a virtual happy hour with? Cause I know that we think maybe of happy hour typically as like a Mm -hmm. work activity, uh, something you do with colleagues. And that's, and that's and that was what was really nice about it. I mean, I mentioned that these are people that I don't live next to, so we couldn't normally do a happy hour. We would be lucky to see each other on a specific occasion. Um, there are also people that don't work in the same industries as me. So, like, one is a medical student, or is actually in residency, and uh, another is a, a not a content creator. One of them is actually in between jobs right now. Uh, one is a, a, an attorney. The very different people coming from different places. Putting you all in the same bar together might be difficult. To say nothing if you have friends who are not working the same shifts as you. Um, but I think that it was unique in that way, which is you can really bring in a disparate group of people. Uh, additionally, if one of you is like, I don't want to pay more than $5 for drinks, and another is saying, I only drink the finest scotches, well, you can all drink the drink you want because you're at home. And, and I think in that way, it was a great unifier, and I really appreciated that. Well, that part is also how being at a bar works. Like, one, if somebody wants to, if someone wants to buy shots of Johnny Walker Blue, and someone else wants to drink, like Pepe Lopez tequila, like there's no, yeah. there's no rule that says you can't do that. 
but it affects the choices of which bar you go to and and we sure. we've discussed before the the problem the problem of choice it's it's a farce that choice is good cuz a lot of times it's it can be bad and and that's not all the time but it, it does add to this whereas that is taken away entirely here and i think that leveling the playing field is is kind of nice it's like the bar is facetime <laughs> yeah um, the bar is facetime and and another thing too is that uh, <laughs> a problem I have with bars, and I assume other people do too, is if you're with a group of people finding space, um, and then within that, even if you find space, uh, if you're all sitting at a line, um, it can be very hard to see hear people on either end, or or even just the noise is too loud. Uh, so that problem was solved because we are all doing it virtually and I can hear it over speakers and it's it's amplified and mm-hmm. it's kind of solving some problems. And I know they're positive too, but problems of the real happy hour. Yes, Max. Did it, did it create any other problems though around like, I mean, if I'm at a happy hour, I'm probably not talking in a big circle with everyone at once. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine in the virtual happy hour, that's unless you're creating separate chat rooms, that's probably how it is. Was that a little weird? Where there's, you know, instead of having, nat- I feel like happy hour is kind of naturally split off into conversations of maybe two to five people, and mm-hmm. now I'm picturing ten people just kind of that a, like a shouting match. A lot of, oh no, you you go, you go. Like um, <laughs> it's like know, having a Zoom uh, having a Zoom meeting. conference calls. Yeah, it's a Zoom meeting with your friends. Yeah. or was it uh, more I, 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 fluid and casual? Um, it, you are correct in that it was very, very difficult for more than one person to talk at once. You just shouldn't do that. Um, it doesn't really work. So that would be one of my big reasonable criticisms is that if you're used to people talking over one another and you want to, you want to ask somebody specific questions about, you know, what are they doing? How is looking for your apartments going? Uh, that might be a non-starter. Uh, then you have to have separate conversations that you you cannot have so there there is a valid limitation to this forum mm-hmm. and you can't share your drinks with the people you're with obviously yeah obviously but you I shouldn't that... be sharing drinks right now anyway yeah i think that a lot of habits are going to change and if that's one that changes that's okay but if we if we don't have any more sidebar conversations, that would be weird. Imagine a world with no sidebar conversation, no whispered words to the person sitting next to you, which is like, hey, uh, Jacob over there has, has toilet paper on his shoe, but I'm not going to tell him because it's way funnier that... that uh, you should tell him because he, he stocked up on that toilet paper. <laughs> right. We should all... We should, well, you should tell him... He bought 106 him. rolls and now he's wasting an inch. <laughs> well, you should tell him so that you can buy that toilet paper off of him before someone else can. Yeah. That's that's the way that's working right now. Yeah. So yeah, and, and Max, you you asked about a a very um, a, a small limitation, a limitation within the the conversations. But I was writing down some potential issues with this, and it's stuff that I'm seeing with work already, which is from a macro infrastructure scale, uh, people getting kicked off of VPN. Uh, your your internet service just not being very good. I talked to someone who is in the the Harvard Business School right now, and they are in nowhere West Virginia, and they have to buy a new modem this week because their internet cannot handle the online classes. Uh, so I was kind of thinking about that. If this is the new normal, um, and, and we're doing this to keep our sanity, as Sean pointed out, uh, there are quite 
uh, the pretty tangible technological limitations to us being able to do that. And it, it got me to start thinking about if this is the norm, how will, how will people react? Will this be something where they, we demand more of our ISPs, um, you know, the Comcast and such, (laughs) are we like, please, please build 5g stuff faster. I, I, those were the thoughts I had because it's going to have an impact on business and pleasure because we're doing it all through this medium. Yeah. Um, that person, I mean, needs to be able to get a modem too, right? Yeah. Like true. Yeah. And then that, that also creates an issue of not, not everybody can, can do that. So while tuning out probably has a, a value right now, uh, at some point you can't tune out anymore if it lasts more than a couple weeks. Yeah. But yeah. I, you're saying this could last more than a couple weeks. Yeah, I think I think it could. So, but that leads to if you're if you're doing these virtual happy hours, anyways, uh, you know we think of happy hour as very much a connotation with with drinks. But at some point, you have to figure out other ways to entertain one another. Uh, it was floated the idea of like, all right, you basically give not a not a TED talk, but you give a talk on something that matters to you. You start doing a book club. I mean, it's really just what this is taking the place of is. However you were socially engaging with people before, um, you've got to figure out how to do it virtually. I don't know if that's board mm-hmm. games or, or, or what, but I think that's where a, hopefully a lot of creativity comes from. Yeah. Well, there is an app I know for, I want to say it's for Chrome that wasn't popular for very long and now it's maybe coming back, which I don't remember what it's called, but it essentially allows you to watch Netflix with a yeah. group of people. It like mm-hmm. overlays a Skype call on top of Netflix, so you can watch a movie oh, or TV show virtually with friends. Yeah. Um, that's another opportunity to kind of do something socially and, and, and non-socially at the same time. Board games are interesting. I'll have to, I think a lot of the board games I like actually have online versions, so if you want to play Dominion Ooh. with me, just get the app. It's free. Oh, I'm writing <laughs> that down. I think I don't know. If it's an app or a website. I had it on my computer, but I'll look into it again because I'd be down. I'd be down. Well, it sounds like yeah. we're gonna have a virtual happy hour game night for it's pretty okay podcast listeners. Yes. Why not? Yeah, we might as well. And and I think that's I think Max, your point there is is good, which is you're thinking about things that already exist. And I, I joked before this that we started that you know this this virtual happy hour is is like uh, if you've read Oryx and Craig, uh, but. Uh, Margaret Atwood as a speculative science fiction writer, or maybe it's just speculative fiction. I think that those go against one another. But it's things that already exist, but what if they actually happened? As opposed to straight science fiction, which, you know, there isn't, there aren't wizards and warlocks or or spaceships that can go light speed. Um, The Dominion app is something that exists, and we're now putting into practice for for a real need, which is people to continue to interact, you know, having a virtual happy hour over FaceTime because we can't go to these bars. Um, So I think taking the technology we have and being positive about it, because I think it's very easy to be negative. Yes, Sean? I think what you're talking about is maybe called hard sci-fi. Oh. Something that it's category of science fiction concerned with scientific accuracy and logic 
the idea, oh. like the realistic fiction version of sci-fi. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, speculative fiction is also a, a, a term, but I like that one better because oh, okay. it's, it's, it's within, it's, it's applying reasonability. Like this is a thing that could happen. Right. You just, it made me think of party down, which if you're hold oh. up and need a show to watch and you can find party down somewhere, uh, it's a, it's a grand old time. Yeah. It's very good and it stars a lot of people that you probably enjoy. Yeah. But I'm I'm be I am being very rosy about this this thing right now. I mean, are there is there something that is going to become exhausting about this uh if if I start doing a couple times a week these virtual happy hours with people? Yes. Um okay, good. I mean, we already we already talked about the some of the pitfalls around like the kinds of conversation that it fosters. And those are, you know, those kinds of conversations where you have 10 people kind of all sitting around waiting to talk. Uh, those can be kind of frustrating sometimes. Uh, it, you know, it might be nicer to, to split off into smaller groups and, and just, you know, call somebody that you really want to talk to and, and chop it up with them for 40 minutes. Um, you know, you mentioned something like a, a TED talk and like if it gets to a point where like you have to do a presentation for virtual happy hour, shut the shit down now uh, because I want no part of that. I don't I don't want homework for like talking to my friends. That sounds horrendous. So like it's it's it not, you know, I, I think that I think that what's important to remember right now is that this is like this is a maintenance task not not task this is like a maintenance thing where you you are doing this because it's good to maintain human interaction and a lot of our human interaction is being shut down by forces that are kind of out of our control so talking to people you know it having a virtual happy hour can be a way for you to reclaim some of your uh, some of your life and say okay I know that there are forces out of my control that are, are keeping me in my apartment, that are keeping me from, you know, gathering with my friends in person, but I can still maintain my relationships. And that's good. And that's really important uh, because this shouldn't be something that erodes uh, or that at least that has to erode those relationships. But if it starts being work, if it starts feeling like work, maybe you should take a break. Maybe you should say, all right, I'm going to take tonight off and I'm going to watch 16 hours of Netflix until 3 in the morning, you know, because why not? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's really, I mean, your mention of maintenance versus, I would say, enhancement is important there. Uh, This, like, if this is just maintaining our habits, which I think is really important now, take a shower, get dressed, things that you might not do because you're at home, but you should do. Um, if, if this is maintenance, I think that's great. But when it becomes the only way and you're, you're enhancing it because you've fallen out of habit, um, that I think then that's, that's very different. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't necessarily see maintenance or enhancement as like an actual dichotomy. I think that's kind of a, a false choice. Like you can still be enhancing your relationships with your friends, you know, mm-hmm. if you, can't be there in person i mean like what the what have we been doing for the last four so, years 
Yeah, I, I think I think ma- okay, enhancement's the wrong word. When maintenance is, you know, just kind of routine maintenance, it's kind of keeping things up. Whereas repairing, if we get to yes. a point of repairing, sorry, mm-hmm. that repairing is is what it's. I'm thinking of stuff at work, which is maintenance versus enhancement. Enhancement usually means that something is broken and we have to fix it, but we don't want to say that. So so that, so Isn't that yeah. Usually, I when mean, maintenance is used, something is under maintenance. That's nah, very confusing. Maintenance is regular and recurring. Oh my <laughs> god, y'all. Operate uh, O&M, operations and maintenance <laughs> versus enhancements team. Consultant ease is wild. What a what a crazy language. Um but yeah, I I do, you know, I think that's going to be I think this may be a tough time for relationships that are are in a phase where they need repairs where they need maintenance, as you might talk about it in the, the world of cars. Uh, you take stuff in for maintenance when you need it fixed and, and you know, when you need things corrected. Um, so, like, it's probably hard to repair a relationship with someone when you can't see them in person. Like, that's a, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, and, and we feel for you if you're, you're in that spot. But, you know, I think we're... I think we're talking about ways to maintain relationships that you probably would be keeping up with in some sort of in-person fashion already, but for the whole uh, thing where the whole world is under quarantine for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, find, you know, in short, find ways to to keep up with the people that you care about. It's good. Talk to your family, you know. If if you have good relationships with your family and and they're people that you want in your life and want to talk to them, like you should do that. I'm gonna call my parents tonight or tomorrow. Like, you know, that's yeah. that's a good thing. Talk to your friends. Um, yeah. Find find ways. Like, what's happening right now is not normal, and that's mm-hmm. it's in indelibly true. Like, that's not that's an immutable fact. This is not typical. But you can find ways to maintain some sense of normalcy, even in abnormal times. And that's really good. So if you have the ability to do that, I think virtual happy hours might be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And Max Get a copy is... of uh, Animal Crossing and come visit our <laughs> oh. islands. Oh, oh man. And Max, and, and I think especially, you know, staying in contact with people. Is there any other reason people in your area <clears throat> might be sad today? No, and not not an end of an era or anything. Uh, I think we might be seeing some changes uh, when the sports restart again. But we're on to Cincinnati. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see some changes. Uh, the Patriots will have a new starting quarterback uh, the next time there is a season of football um, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, he's, he's probably in that vulnerable population since he doesn't eat normal food and is a septuagenarian in football terms. So yeah, maybe, well, maybe, maybe this time, maybe, maybe when it comes back, they'll have an actual man quarterbacking and not a fancy dog. Oh, this is true. You know, there, this is the positivity we have to have. I think that's really important. There's hope for everyone. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, on that note, let's, uh, let's wrap that up and move on to Pierce's sorry. What are you apologizing for today? 
Well, this is this is a real apology, and it's something I've been thinking about over the last you know two two days. Um, I I think um, it has been important to read more and more about actions people are taking and everything else. Um, and I sent a number of text messages to folks this weekend, uh, basically wow and pictures and everything else and discussing it. Um, and the reason when I went to Charlottesville this weekend that it was empty is because it should be empty. And the public places that you that you are not interacting with now should be empty. And the taco places that we go uh, are empty because it's just not safe to be in large groups. And I, I kind of planned ahead before things got drastic and, and didn't have the foresight because this is un, uh, you know, really unknown thing. But I... I should not have have gone and stayed in a hotel in Charlottesville. And I basically have self-quarantined. I haven't gone outside since I got back, Not certainly not in groups other than going to the grocery store. But, but the thing is, is you shouldn't travel right now. I should not have traveled this past weekend because who knows who I interacted with. Do I feel fine? Yes, but that's not the point. The point is the other people. And be it the grocery stores that are out of toilet paper or bread or milk or eggs, it's very hard to think about um, someone other than yourself to think about the community, but that is the challenge right now. And I had a moment of, I guess, weakness and thought about myself and had a really wonderful weekend. But in that wonderful weekend, I went to Charlottesville and stayed there when I maybe should have just come home. So for that... I apologize. If you are out, though, you should do what I did do, which is whatever service employee you interact with, tip them way more than you normally would because this is probably it for them for a long time. So make choices. Think about your community. I'm sorry for thinking so uh, acutely about myself. And I would like to thank you in advance for passing me the coronavirus uh, because you saw me. Uh, yeah. So, you know, thank, thanks for yeah, that. I, I, yep, I got it. I got it from the, the uh, you know, being on the Appalachian Trail and um, going to Shenandoah National Park, clearly. There you go. Which was empty. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, be, be smart. Just, you know, I, I know that I, while I've been down here, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of planning to be here for, for long enough to that I'm basically here to kind of isolate here uh, but you know i i had been in kind of you know try to support some local businesses while you can mode and like we're getting to a point where even that is not really a good idea you know uh, the advice that people have given to buy gift cards to places that sell gift cards so that you can use them later is a very good piece of advice uh, mm. because those businesses do still need your money now uh, but frankly, what they don't need is your patronage. They don't need you. Uh, they don't necessarily need you in the store. Uh, so there, are, if there are ways for you to support those establishments without uh, having to go out and, uh, you know, go visit them and potentially expose yourself, expose them, indirectly expose all the people that they're going to see, uh, that would be better. Um, you know, also, uh, you know, there's been lots of advice, uh, to give to food banks. 
remember, they need your money more than they need your canned goods right now. So yep. find your uh, find your local food bank uh, somewhere on the interwebs and, and figure out how to get them a few dollars if you can spare some extra. And and look, maybe maybe you can't do that right now because this is going to be a time that's probably tight for a lot of individual people too. So like, th- there's no shame if you if you got to make your rent, if you got to pay your bills, and you don't have money to give to the food bank, like. Don't don't feel bad about that. But if you have if you have some extra and and can use it to help out people that will really benefit from it, that would be great. Um, I know also certain places like there's a uh, quote unquote virtual tip jar uh, for the D.C. area where uh, like servers and bartenders at establishments around the D.C. area can basically drop their contact information into a big google sheet and if you want to uh support someone directly you know if you've got your uh your kind of regular bartender you can toss a couple bucks their way uh so do a do a little search and see if there's something like that for your era uh area rather and just like the food banks if if you have a little bit to spare and can help out people who are going to be falling on some pretty hard times like soon like now like yesterday soon uh that would be a really thoughtful thing to do uh okay we'll move on as we do and close the show with a big idea from pop culture um and so you know it's kind of a great time quarantine time is actually kind of a great time for pop culture you have plenty of time to listen to music and watch shows and movies and read books and all that good stuff. Uh, and I know that I went into this, uh, wanting to went into this time, wanting to, uh, work through my reading list and to catch up on some of the, the new shows that I've been excited about, but really haven't been able to claw out time to watch yet. Uh, instead so far, the thing that I've been the most excited about is, uh, a long-running show that I've just kind of gotten into on a consistent basis in the last two days, uh, and that's Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just there's something so ineffably enjoyable about watching, you know, the the tall, angry British man with the spiky blonde, frosted tipsy hair. Uh, go to just horror show restaurants and uh, and yell uh, yell them into better performance. I think there was a, a Slate blog post the other day uh, that called it competence porn, uh, which was a really good description. Uh, and they mentioned a couple uh, all-star episodes that you need to watch. Uh, one being uh, Amy's Baking Company which if you haven't seen it is this uh restaurant in Scottsdale uh w- owned and operated by a husband and wife team and it's it's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen uh and I couldn't look away for 40 minutes so uh you know hopefully you've got plenty of of things to get you through this time but if you are in need of another show uh, a lot of these kitchen nightmares episodes 
are up for free on YouTube. So hmm. uh, you should maybe take a take a dip into that if you like Gordon Ramsay or if you uh, like watching stuff that occasionally makes you want to puke. Um, so, you know, could be fun. Uh, and then I'll throw in a, a music pick, too. Uh, I've been enjoying this album, Expectations, by a Georgia artist named Katie Pruitt. Uh, she has a lot of uh, a lot of commonality with Julian Baker. She has a a voice that kind of goes from uh, soft and emotive to uh, roaring and powerful, and she uh, her material deals a lot with growing up gay in the South. Uh, but one of the things that I really love is that she also uh, has musical arrangements that get really big and rocky uh, in a way that reminds me of the War on Drugs, uh, who I saw in New York, I don't know, five years ago or thereabouts uh, at a really incredible show. And so uh, I think that if you have time to listen to expectations by katie pruitt hopefully you'll enjoy it so kitchen nightmares katie pruitt check stuff out be be adventurous be adventurous while you're on quarantine it's a it's a good time for that um okay that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. Uh, I've also revived the Linkstravaganza. Uh, it's living on the site as well, but I've also made it a Substack newsletter if you want to get it as emails. Uh, so uh, hmm. you can go to the site... Uh, the most recent post is up. It's called the My Corona edition. Uh, and there's a, a link to subscribe to the uh, to the newsletter there. I may I think I might be able to embed a form. So I'll, I'll look at that and see if there's a way that you can subscribe straight from the page on our site. Uh, but that way you'll get some links and some streaming picks. And I, I've I kind of pledged to do it about twice a month uh, starting out. But maybe maybe now that we're all, you know shacked up and and isolated maybe i (laughs) I might even have a reason to to do it more often uh but you know hopefully i can share something with you that you uh weren't gonna find otherwise uh i would i would love to to help you out with that uh and we would love to share this podcast with uh anyone that you would like to tell about the show uh one of the ways that you can do that is if you subscribe to the feed Uh, You can leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Uh, It'll help people find it on your podcast app and device of choice. Or look, just say, hey, uh, hey, friend, Uh, I have this podcast that I listen to, and maybe you might enjoy it as well. We'll be back again, as always, next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.